All right, let's start the show. All righty. Welcome to Red Sound Review. What's up, Lou? Doing all right there, Wayne. Party on. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, George from Timeless Haunt. What's up? Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Yasu, Fila. Yasu. <laughs> a little Greek. Hell yeah. And today's guest is Scott Evil from 97 Underground and Zombie Ritual Podcast. What's up, Scott? All hell oh, evil. <laughs> the evil one. By the way, happy to say that George is on this episode, and I got my Timeless Haunt t-shirt in the mail today. Isn't it beautiful? Look at that. Where's my, nice ba- where's my band of white hands? Yeah, nice yeah really. Print. Sublimated t-shirt. That got some cool shit in the back, too. Embrace the haunt. Embrace it. And uh, actually, George, you were just on Scott's show uh, a few weeks I ago. I was. Yes, I was on the podcast. Down yeah. at Wonderful 97 Underground. It was great. Yeah, George sat down with us. And actually, even before that, uh, another guy who's on our station, Charles Parker, uh, mm-hmm. got me in touch with those guys and sent me some tracks first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they were on Zombie Ritual first, and then we brought him in for the podcast. So well-received. Cool. People love that time of song. Cool. Right, that's good. That's good to know because we love Timeless Haunt here. We love George as well. George is my favorite member of the Timeless Haunt. All the other guys are kind of. Kind I'm of, fine. The rest of them are assholes. Yeah, kind of. Especially when you can tell it's a real band when they're insulting each other, ladies and gentlemen. Especially that unknown guy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't even get me started on him with the whole uh, the festival thing. Jesus Christ! The gladiator like face mask. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he trolled everyone and pulled an April Fool's prank that uh, Thomas oh, yeah. was playing Vakken this year. I didn't believe it for a second. I said, Wayne, is this legit? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I get the text from Wayne. He's like, congratulations. I'm like, okay. And I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And then He heard you were pregnant, name. George. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's, I'm playing a joke on everybody. Don't say anything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Wayne, I'll give you details later. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I should have said you guys were opening for Powerwolf. You guys would go great uh, together. Yeah, I know. I would have been right there. <laughs> well, we're anyway, all going. Let's go. That's right. We're all going. Uh, so, Scott, I had you on the show because you uh, obviously had the uh, interview with George and they sure. promoted Rat Sound Review. And then, you know, I guess you're kind of interested in coming on and, you know, doing something together. So I wanted you to come on and talk about your podcast and, um, you know, the, the bands that you're into and, and all that. Because, uh, I have listened to your podcast a little bit, and I was listening to the radio show, and um, I, I enjoy it. Dude. I mean, you have, you're more of um, extreme metal type yeah. uh, music, and I like some extreme bands, but uh, I'm more into like the power metal and like hard rock. Sure. But uh, there are some good bands you do play on your podcast, so I do enjoy it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well that's the thing. Like, so so the the show Zombie Ritual was started. Um, the owner of 97 Underground. 97 Underground has a, a history with like. The Baltimore '80s, '90s, like hair metal and hard rock scene. Uh, it was, it was, it really got famous because it was associated with a place called Hammerjacks, which was the worst type of Hammerjacks. Uh, really, like legendary rock club, debaucherous, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything about '80s excess heavy metal that was Hammerjacks. It personified it. Oh, those are the days. I, they were the days. I. Mm. <laughs> and like you know, Hammerjacks. You know, Hammerjacks got decent sized shows. But I think what made Hammerjacks really special is, like, if a big band was in town, they mm-hmm. would get Hammerjacks afterwards to party, you know, like. And I, I guess I kind of miss that era a little bit. I wish I was alive when, like, if, like, you knew Van Halen was coming to town, it was going to be a wild night because the band was in town. I don't mm-hmm. think they, they don't do that as much anymore. They go back to the, mm-hmm. the bus or the next street or whatever. 
But so 97 Undergrounds, its history is, you know, classic hard rock, heavy metal. Um, in the late 80s and early 90s, they did have something called Burnout Brunch, which was like played some of the heavier thrash, you know. Uh, actually, the first 97 Underground show promoted was King Diamond. But um, yeah, and we just did King Diamond at the Lyric right before COVID. And he did the Masquerade tour. Uh, we were there. But so anyway, so, so the, owner at, the owner actually and I used to work together as teachers. And uh, he asked me if I would do a show playing heavier stuff kind of to expand the show's range, but also, you know, to give us a venue to promote because promoting shows before COVID was our, kept the lights on. And so we started Zombie Ritual to play some of the heavier stuff, death metal. And, you know, we do a little bit of everything, death metal, power metal, thrash metal, doom, sludge, um, anything that's like heavier than, you know, that step up the metal ladder. Right. Any, um, anything that pretty much doesn't reach the status quo of bruh metal. No, yeah, no, 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 bro metal, no butt rock. Um, I didn't even know there was a thing, butt rock, but apparently it's those ra- <laughs> it's those rock stations that play. We play everything that. What what was it they say? Like you know, we don't play music anything that sucks, but rock. Right. So butt rock, and that's how it associates that. Hoobastank is the is the is the general the general. Oh, that's the buttest of butt yeah, rock. The okay. of butt rock right? Um. So we started Zombie Ritual in twenty. 20- uh, 19. Okay. Um, and that was pretty good. You know, we, we, and I also, I, I also work at, um, the auto bar, which is a pretty famous rock club in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. As well. Kind of CBGB's esque, you know, old grimy, still going. Mm. Um, so we started connection there and then, uh, during COVID, you know, once everything shut down and we didn't have shows to promote, you know, we kind of thought, what can we do? We have the studio. George has been there. We have a full fledged studio mm-hmm. in the basement now. So we started recording the podcast, and but the podcast is a little bit wider in its scope. It's not just death metal. I mean, we've had a lot of people come in that I know who are playing extreme metal, but we had George and Timeless Hunt, and we also had we interviewed uh, uh, Jeff Pilson and George Lynch. Talking, okay. you know, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Were they uh, promoting the End Machine or were they promoting their Lynch Pilson record? They were promoting their covers album. So the Lynch they, Pilson they, record, okay. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, Lynch Pilson album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also promoting Foreigner. <laughs> we talked about Foreigner. We talked about Foreigner. Uh, actually, I think Pilsen was a little shocked that I asked him about uh, the movie Rockstar. Oh, he yeah. He was in the fake band in Rockstar. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, I was like, did you guys, like, did you jam? You know, like, you're sitting around with you and Jason Bonham and Zach Wild. Zach Wild, yeah. Right. That's a hell of a band, you know, mm-hmm. minus Mark Wahlberg. They did well. They did troll Mark Wahlberg by playing "Good Vibrations" <laughs> at the end of the credits. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he was cool. It was cool to talk to Jeff. And then actually, Charles Parker, who connected me with George, did um, did George Lynch because Charles actually also did Dokken too. Um, mm-hmm. So we've covered we've covered the whole we've covered the whole spectrum of, and it wasn't just supposed to be me. Actually, the idea was that there's a lot of different people that have shows on 97 Underground. We have. A hair metal show. We have a show that's more like, you know, harder rock, kill switch engagey kind of metal, metal core. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a bunch of various different shows. So the idea was that the podcast, the different hosts would bring people in to kind of reflect the diversity of the station and the fact that we play different kinds of stuff. But you know, everybody's been really busy. So I've kind of been the main interviewee. But I, I always tell people, it's like, it's not my podcast. I'm just <laughs> a person who's always available to talk and also between Autobar and so my old roommates uh, were in the bands Misery Index and Pig Destroyer 
Okay. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I fucking love Pig Destroyer. Sure. Uh, Three-fifths of Pig Destroyer has lived in my, not this basement, lived in my old basement at one point or another. Um, that is so, cool. And that, that connection was through Autobar because um, Adam Jarvis, who's the drummer for Misery Index and Pig Destroyer, who's an absolute beast, he worked at Autobar with me. And, you know, he, he needed a place to live. I, I lost a roommate. He moved in. And then I got to meet his cousin, John Jarvis, who's now in Scour with Phil Anselmo. Um, and then and then Blake from Pig Destroyer, the guy who does the keyboards and drinks beer on stage, um, the cheerleader, as we call him, um, <laughs> he ended up moving in at one point, too. So and then, you know, through Pig Destroyer, I got to meet a lot of, you know, it's, you know how it goes, you know, a little they tell two Wayne's world quote, they tell two friends and they tell two friends, <laughs> they tell two friends. So that really helped me, you know, get to know a lot of people. So the, the podcast has been a little bit heavy on that stuff, but you know, it's, it's, the podcast is more open to everything on the station, not just the death metal stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, and now is the radio station, is that actually on air? Like I can go, when I go to Maryland, I can turn it, tune it in or no, is it website based? Not anymore. All, yeah. Not anymore. It, it was on air in the eighties and nineties and George, okay. I mean, George listened when it was on air. Um, it was on 90, 96.7. 96.7. And, and then it went 1031 when they expanded and they moved the uh, the antenna was in Graysonville. Right, the Eastern Shore. Yeah, they moved it yeah. off the, the Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but no, it's it's fully online. But we do have um, we do have a pretty decent app for like you know for smartphones. Mm-hmm. And That's also, how I was yeah. listening to when uh, I, I thought George was going to be on. I was listening to it while I was working, and uh, yeah, it works uh, okay. really well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have that, and we have like the Amazon and Roku app. So yeah, it's fully streaming, which is cool. Mm-hmm. There's been some, there's been some, there's been some, there's been some, you know, kind of, there's been a few like kind of radio stations out in the Midwest that have approached the owner about like possibly maybe pumping it out and broadcasting it, but mm-hmm. there's nothing, nothing, nothing uh, definitive yet. Yeah. So all internet, wow. but that's cool because we can cuss. Right, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about all the FFs, FCC. That's true. No, exactly. Yeah. So it's been it's been fun, man. I mean, and, you know, it's been it's been super cool to be associated with the station. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm a huge music fan. I have no talent, but you know, I'm always been a music fan. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, I went I I went to college. I went to Fordham originally to do broadcasting and communications, and tra- drank myself stupid and ended up having to go back and be a teacher. So now I'm actually like, I love teaching. It's a great job. I'm a total yeah. history nerd. But now I'm actually doing radio. Oh, there's, and so it's cool. You know, it's cool to things come circle around. You know, it's a nice pussy you have there, George. My favorite pussy in the world, right there. <laughs> We've got cats and dogs all over the show. He's grabbing yeah. it. Yeah, I said it. Sue me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might, there, there may there may be a pussy or two on the screen down here. We'll see. Can't help it. I am what I eat. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, so if if 97 Underground ever does get like uh, broadcasted on on actual radio, do you think it would be recepted very really well on the radio? I mean, because I, I know stations have done it over time, and sure, it ends up I, failing. But you know, I don't know why, because there is no metal stations out on the regular radio you can listen to. You know, and that's kind of annoying. You know, well, yeah, right. I, I can't stand why people only, still want to listen to classic rock. I, just, I don't get it. The yeah. only worthy. Uh, metal radio station that has an FCC license is 89.5 WSOU, but that's in South Orange, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And although they have a presence online, you can't hear it outside of the Metro New York, New Jersey area. That's Seton and, Hall, right? Or they, yes. They, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I originally, know. I originally applied there, but, and I got accepted, but St. John's uh, university is where I graduated from. They, 
offered me a free ride, so I took it. But hey. uh, yeah, you got to go where the money is. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, we used to, you know, so we were talking earlier before we started recording. I went to Fordham, and we used to listen. You know, we used to listen at Fordham um, to WSOU. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I would, I would love to say that it would be, but you know, with like on-air radio has become so like sterilized. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't say I don't listen to it because you know, down here in Baltimore, we have like 102.7 Jack FM. It's like an auto program station that just mm-hmm. plays like a mix yeah, of like 70s and 80s and all. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we have a we have the the main rock station down here, 98 Rock. It's almost so formulaic because, like, if you hear a good song, like maybe you hear like a good like old Metallica song, mm. bet your bottom dollar there's a butt rock song coming up afterwards. There's like almost no surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, the problem is, it's like I think there's three major conglomerates that own every radio station mm-hmm. out there in the entire country, and it's the same rotation of forty songs average per week. So yeah. you know that that it's it's not even. What the listeners want to hear is what the advertisers want to hear. It's like if they have money behind this artist, it's like, hey, uh, you know, yeah. we'll pay you X amount. And don't think for a second payola is not a thing in commercial radio. If you do your, if you don't, you're a jackass. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, sure. Well, you know, I mean, like, unfortunately, from what I'm hearing, with concerts coming back, you know, concerts for a long time now are going to be pay to play. You know, with with you know, promoters have no money, venues have no money. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, to answer your question, I, I, a radio station would work if you had it in a community where you had a real buy-in from, like, the metal community in town, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, like the podcast, for example, right? The 97 Underground podcast, the best podcast in terms of listenership are ones that really apply to, like, I mean, we, we got good listenership with, with Pilsen and Lynch because they were, you know, they're nationally known. Mm-hmm. But, like, we really do really good well when – you have a, like, you know, someone from the local community and the local community really buys in and then everybody will want a part of that. So mm-hmm. it, it, you'd have to think, but again, if, how, I mean, it'd be super hard in today's world of corporate radio to set up a metal station that's focused on the local scene yeah. versus not playing those same. I mean, and you could, we could probably sit here and say like a horrible version of corporate extreme metal radio where the only death song you hear is pull the plug or, you know, the only, you know, Queensryche song you hear is, um, you know, Jet City Woman or something like that. And Jet City Woman's a great song. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? It'd be, it, it, it'd be, you'd have to really have a buy-in with local people and keep it interesting. Like, we have, a, we have a classic rock station in Baltimore that's okay. But, again, it's super formulaic. Mm-hmm. There's one actually out of D.C. that plays interesting stuff. Like, so, like, the one in Baltimore plays Black Sabbath. They play Paranoid, Right. But every now and then you turn on the one in DC and you'll hear Snowblind. And to a metalhead like me, I'm like, oh, I'm hearing Snowblind on the radio? Like, hell yeah. You know, like icicles in my brain. Like, so you, you'd have to you'd have to do that. You'd have to play stuff to keep people interested, I guess. Yeah. I'd love to do it. I mean, when we do it, we do go live on the studio. Mm. We've done Zombie Ritual live on air. And the owner of 97 Underground, The Phantom, does his show every week live. So we do have some live programming. And even doing that, you know, via internet is, is a lot of fun yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Doing live is always fun. It's a, it's more spontaneous. I used to do this show live, but then uh, the program I used to use, OBS, uh, it just was not working. So sure. we do it all, you know, record all our stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I love doing live stuff because you never know what's going to happen. Right, George? Hey, sure. We'll go back to doing it one day. One day. I'll let you be in charge of that, though. Oh, no, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, see, you know, like you guys were saying, and you listen to some of the show, zombie ritual shows, and they're all there. Thank you for listening. Uh, but you know, I mean, like they're done here, and you know, it's like you know, it's kind of very meticulous, like this song, that song, this is what I'm going to say. And when we do live, and I'm I'm lucky that uh, every time we've gone live down here, um, my buddy Justin Etham, who plays guitar in Integrity, he's got a band down here, Asthma Castle. Uh, he comes on with me. What? Asthma Castle. Yeah, they're like a local <laughs> doom metal band. Yeah, it's a ridiculous name. It's a ridiculous name. Does he sing like he has asthma? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. No, no, no. They're they're uh, actually Adam Jarvis from Big Destroyer and Misery Index plays drums in that band. Um, they're like a local, look, you know, local doom heavy band. Um, but you know, just, just doing it live and being spontaneous. And of course, like, you know, the alcohol flows as the night goes on. Hey, you know. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's a little bit more fun than pre-programming, but you know, pre-programming is fun too. On your, on your last episode, I heard something awesome that you guys are actually going to be going live at 3 a.m. Thursday mornings to broadcast to listeners overseas in asia and europe that is yep. really cool congratulations yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that was like you know we did a rerun we did originally it was saturday at eight and sunday at 10 and it, you know it was kind of like well you know there's a lot of international people that dig this stuff and 97 underground alone has you know international listenership almost more than we do in baltimore mm-hmm. so yeah we put it on there that way you know because there's a pretty good it's a pretty like well first of all we talked about this on the show indonesia is one of the most metal places on earth right now. The Indonesian metal scene yeah. is unreal. Like, I, I think the prime minister, the president is a metalhead of Indonesia. Metalhead. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, and so, you know, like, and that's, and then also South Africa too. We've gotten a lot of submissions from South African bands. So, you know, you do 3 a.m., you can hit the European and South African market on the morning commute. And then you're hitting the Asian market in the evening commute. So try try to like you know expand the listenership. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very interesting. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been switching the times of this show too, just to, just to see what happens because, you know, I usually put it on like eight o'clock at night, and you know that's our time, you know, and, and you know everybody gets it late. So. Well, you know, I mean, I I'll tell you the the first experience I ever had with the, with like the serious hardcore Asian metal scene. We're lucky, you know, here in Maryland we have, we have the Maryland Death Fest, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. like a killer festival. And uh, one of the first ones I went to, there was a band on the list. And the name of the band was Bathtub Shitter. <laughs> Bathtub Shitter. I think I saw them listed beneath ABBA, the local uh, pop <laughs> music store. So I had no idea. I'd be like, okay. I mean, my, my, my metal spidey senses were like, this is probably a grindcore band. But, and it was. But it was, it was four little Japanese guys. <laughs> and they got up on stage, and this is, you know, this is 2008. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a smartphone, you know. I mean, I don't think they existed. So it's not like you could be like, oh, bathtub shitter. Oh, they're Japanese, you know. It was just kind of like, all right, bathtub shitter's up next. This is sweet. Yeah, and ch- they, ch- chances are, back in the day, you could probably find that on the dark web, not on the, sure, uh, right? not on Silk Google. Road, right? Isn't that guy in prison? So, 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 uh, <laughs> so. You know, these like four very non-metal, normal-ish looking Japanese guys get out there and just blasted like 30 minutes. Every song was 35 seconds, like, don't, and you know, I'm just like, whoa, I had no idea that this was happening. Um, and then afterwards, we ended up drinking with those guys and they couldn't speak English very well. But I do remember the drummer knew, sorry to get dirty on your show here, but the drummer knew like the shocker. So by the end of the night, we were like drinking with these Japanese guys, going like watching bands at the Maryland Death Fest at the old Club Stonar, which is now closed. 
and with with the band, watching other bands going soccer, soccer, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. But that's what, that's what happens when you have a crazy heavy metal festival in your in your hometown every year. You know, yeah. you get to get into that kind of shit. I got to ask, were you there the year that um, Pentagram headlined where Bobby came on um, quite inebriated and late? Yes. Yes. And, oh, my God. And that's the reason that they had to pull the plug on Venom. Mm-hmm. And the Venom guys were somewhat shitty about it. And, you know, the, the, the promoters of the Maryland Death Fest were like, look, man. You guys don't understand. This is Baltimore. The cops tell you to turn the lights off. Turn the lights off, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was something like for every minute they went over 11, they would have been fined some insane amount of money. Because, again, it's it's the People's Republic of Maryland, and they'll take yeah. anything down here. I and, told yeah. Wayne the same thing happened to uh, Dream Theater when they played at Radio City Music Hall for their score show. They went off stage at 11.02. They ended up paying like 30000 plus in overtime union fees because they ended at 11.02. You serious? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I had that DVD. That's I mean, it's a great performance. Wow, um, that's crazy. Keep in mind, they paid thirty thousand extra for you guys. So. <laughs> that's right. I apologize for cutting it? you off, I'm, Scott. I'm sure I, they made it back. I don't. I wasn't there, so I didn't give a shit, George. <laughs> uh, sorry, Scott. You were saying so. Uh, Maryland, uh, the curfew. Well, so started, so, so when Pentagram, you know, because of Pen- Bobby was a disaster. Um, <laughs> Actually, I was I was I was backstage that day because Pig Destroyer played earlier, and I was with the Pig Destroyer guys, and um, you know they were like, "Dude, Bobby's fucked up. Like, it's pushing everything back." Actually, it's it's you know it's all it's all you know the metal scene in any area is incestuous, so everybody knows everybody. So the people from the guys I was telling you about earlier, the Pig Destroyer guys, know the Asthma Castle guys, know the Maryland FS guys. So the one guy who's, who's there's two guys that run the Maryland FS, Ryan and Evan, and they were like freaking out because they're like bobby's fucked up we're gonna go late venom was pissed so yeah but luckily knock on wood they haven't had too many of those the only the only other really like disaster was uh like a couple years ago sodom was supposed to play like sodom was their big headliner because sodom Mm -hmm. hadn't played in the u.s in like 30 years or something Mm. and um sodom fucked up with their visas and then sodom put something on social media saying we can't play maryland death fest it's all the promoter's fault so they had to release like a big statement with like, this is everything that happened, you know? And it's like, you don't want to air your dirty laundry out there, but it's also not, not classy to throw the promoter under the bus right. or throw the festival under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. George, I saw you laughing when I mentioned Pentagram. Were you at that show or did you no, hear about no, it? No, I just, I've saw the movie. Oh the yeah. The documentary <laughs> or whatever. And Last day's awesome, here. It's a shame. He's yeah. He's, is he still in jail? No, he's no. He's out. Okay. Didn't he go to jail for abusing his mom or something? Yeah. I I can't support him anymore. I used to love Pentagram, but I don't know. (laughs) I I think about my mom. I love my mama. So I I, I would never. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Bobby Lee Ling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, One of these, Lou. Yeah, he's crossed over. (laughs) Nah. 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 What's what is the dumbest the uh, because you you mentioned some weird ass names already. What's the dumbest name you've heard so far from a band? Queef Huffer. Queef. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw at a Maryland Death Fest. There was a guy, you know, because like you know, guys, you know, we can we can go down the road here with metal shirts, right? Like <laughs> at the Maryland Death Fest, it's definitely like metal cool guys like trying to show off who's got the the, the shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Who's got the most extreme shirt? Right. 
Um, like Come one year, suffer. one year, just there's yeah. So one year, one year, uh, <laughs> there's a shirt, right? And you know, you're always looking at shirts too. And there's this shirt, and it's like a vagina poorly drawn. It's probably not anatomically correct. <laughs> like blasting, like like ancient nautical map looking wind. You know the images of like clouds blowing wind. You know, yeah. on a guy's face, and the guy's like, and the, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then the top it says Queef Huffer. And then this is the name of one of their EPs, High on Queef. <laughs> nice. So that's a pretty stupid name. That's that that's pretty that's dumb. pretty that's pretty up there. I want that to shooter, you know, is pretty good. I wanna buy that shirt on principle right now. Yeah. <laughs> Without even having here heard it. And you know what's funny? It, it's not shocking. Queef Huffer is a one man project and the guy who does it. He's on a bunch of like Facebook metal forums, like death metal forums and all. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a total douche. He's a total queef. Like he's an <laughs> asshole. He, he like, anytime somebody like posts something, he's like, that's not hardcore enough, pussy. Oh, you know, those, like uh... he's one of those guys. <laughs> and a part of me, I'm like, I get it. If like your if your magnum opus is is shitty gore grind and called queef huffer, like you're probably gonna be like. Yeah, you're gonna you know, be. Why are you posting obituary again, man? You know, but. Mm-hmm. So, so on the yeah. scale of uh, pecker queef to vaginal <laughs> blood fart, where does he lie? <laughs> well, I can't. I can't judge him solely on on online interactions, but he's pretty queefy on on social media. Let's put it that queefy. way. <laughs> Wait, I think that's the first you ever said the word queef on Rod Sog review. That's <laughs> right. We say a lot of stuff. Right. You get a lot of subscribers now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Well, you know, your guy's name, because Don was wearing your shirt, and when you guys were sitting down, I was like, that's got to be the that's got to be related to Black Sabbath, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Rat Salad. Yeah. Um, the guy who I, came up with it, it's not on the show anymore. We we kept the name. Oh, <laughs> ditched him, kept the name. Yes. So, um, but no, I'm trying to think. You know, Queef Huffer, Bathtub Shitter were up there. Um, there was a, an all-Japanese flying <laughs> core band. Double Machine Gun? What's that? Yellow Machine Gun? No. Okay. Oh, is that a band though? Yes, from uh-huh. Japan. I think they're a hardcore crust grind one, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some word salad genre. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't come up with these genres, George. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> There's still, so many, I can't keep track. I'm, I'm is still that progressive <laughs> gore grind or retrogressive <laughs> gore. Grind? It's 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 yeah. it's it's genty grind. I don't know. Genty grind. I'm trying to get rid of the word gent from the dictionary. Seriously, that's the oh. dumbest. Dumbest name I've ever heard for a genre, but what was the weirdest name? So, so the band's name was the band's name was F L A D, you know, uh, you know, um, F period L period A period D period, and it was short for Flatius Idiosyncrasy in the Dilapidation, and it was a bunch of like fairly attractive Japanese women playing brutal grind, like almost unlistenable. Um, but that was a hell of a name, Flatius Idiosyncrasy <laughs> in the Dilapidation. Them Japanese love their artistry. Yeah. Me too. Uh, there was another band that played called uh, Nun Whore Commando 666. That oh, was, for the love of God. <laughs> that <was pretty> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty stupid. Yeah. There's a band on Facebook now called Piss on Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, how can we get more evil, you know? Right. Yeah. How can we, yeah. But, you know, Fear, oh my Fear, God. Factory, Fear Factory had them beat. Fear Factory has a song. Piss Christ on, on 96 yes, on the manufacturer, manufacturer mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're already beat. 
Yeah, bring, bring up Fear Factory. Uh, I love Fear Factory when I was in high school. Just, you know, constantly listening to Dehumanifactor. Yeah. And- yeah, now he doesn't like them much, ladies and gentlemen. No, I still, they're okay. They're not as good as they used to be, though. But, wait, wait, they don't wait. have anything. <laughs> what do you mean they don't have anything? They haven't come out with anything in over five years. Burton's gone from the band. He has nothing to do with Dino anymore. The, the newer stuff, though. But anyway, um, how ahead they of have, their they time. They do have a new stuff coming out. They do have a new yeah, album. Yeah, Dino's working on stuff. I, I don't know who yeah. the singer is, though. Uh, I think I think the album that's coming out is is Burton, unless unless they secretly got a new singer because oh, they recorded right. it with yeah. Burton and then Burton they just scattered after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the same. I, I've seen that coming for a long time, you know. Um, but you know, how ahead of their time were they? You know, I was listening to Dehumanifacture the other day, and I'm like, holy shit! Half of the bands nowadays sound almost exactly like Dehumanifacture. Yeah, they're way ahead of their time. I mean, the mixture of clean vocals with growls. And clean vocals, but not done in like a whiny kind of way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, you know, with obsolete and Digimortal, the clean vocals started getting a little more softer, right. I guess. Yeah. But you know, so, some of those easy tracks like uh, Descent and stuff, I, I dig that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were way ahead of their time. I mean, D, D, you know, I'm, I'm a big demanufacturer mark, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, people have been trying to capture that sound for for, for almost thirty years. You know, yeah. they they did it. Mm-hmm. They basically laid the pattern for it. Um, Soul of a New Machine, you know, it's a little more on the yes, death penalty yeah. side. Right. Yeah, that was more yeah. napalm death than anything. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, with, with the um, – they had the heavier vocals were way more, like, distorted and almost cookie monster-ish on that. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have you guys have, you ever guys ever listened to Concrete? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's cool. Um, I dig that, too. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I didn't I – didn't, the last album they, they put out, uh, Genexus, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Is that right? It just, I just they, I felt like the the melodies and stuff that like the um, Burton used to sing. It just they just weren't there anymore. You know, all the the melody melodic type stuff wasn't there. Yeah, I, and li- you know, live too. It's yeah. it, 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 um, the clean stuff didn't sound as doesn't sound as good live anymore. Yeah. And I like I like the mechanized because that had Gene Hoagland on drums. That was really right. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I missed. Like the, the the band's not there anymore. It's all computerized now. So right. They did bring in, you know, they did the one album after Mechanized. They did with a drum machine, right? And then for Gen Exus, they brought in Mike Heller, who's in Malignancy, who's mm-hmm. from up your guys' way, right? They're in New York. Um, so that that piqued my interest because Malignancy is like br- really brutal, like death metal. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I that kind of that got me interested because you know having him having him in the fold. And uh, you know he he did the tour when they played Demanufacture, but um, you know I, I'm 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 not going wood. I'm lucky I got to see them a bunch of times with the OG lineup, especially with Ray Herrera. You know you talk about you know, right. drumming influences. Oh yeah, he was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Ready yeah, to beast. Yeah. And now he does video game music. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah no that's idea. why he, yeah does video game music. He apparently does really well. Huh. I'll have to look that up. That's Takes pretty cool. Point on that, yeah. But yeah, no, I Fear Factory. You know, you take the heaviness, the clean, and also, you know, Fear Factory was a few, you know, a few years before new metal, and mm-hmm. the idea that you know, you know, it's it's riff based, right? It's not, yeah. it's not a lot of leads, you know, in yeah. in Fear Factory. It's not a ton of solos, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they they were they were a little bit ahead of the the new metal sound as well, and part of that may be you know cross pollination with California, you know, corn came out of California and. Caius and all that stuff. So I'm sure there was some cross pollination there, but yeah. But in my eyes, though, Fear Factory has an edge over a lot of those new metal bands uh, that uh, they don't. The fact that Maiden 
when they had Blaze Bailey took them on their first national oh, yeah. tour. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're good enough to open up for Maiden, then, you know, you're better than a lot of the other bands of that elk that came oh out at the same yeah. time. Yeah, Fear Factory. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I liked X Factor, Wayne. Sorry, I did. I, no, I love X Factor. <laughs> okay. Actually, X Factor, and I'm, I'm afraid to admit this, but it's one of my favorite main albums. Nothing wrong with Hey, I picked Sign of the Cross as one of my top ten maiden songs. Scott just, so. Scott's eyes just went into the back of the Oh, no, no, no. I, I, you know, <laughs> He's I, glad I, you I, didn't I'm say Virtual those, Eleven. I've only really heard those tracks with Bruce singing them. You know, I've heard uh-huh. Klansman mm-hmm. and um, Sign of the Cross. Um, I don't listen to the Blaze stuff much on album. But, you know, I'll admit my Iron Maiden, like, liking off Iron Maiden albums. I love No Prayer for the, the Dying. I love So that. do I. Yeah. People shit on that yeah. album. And yeah. I think that album is great. It's not Power Slave. It's not Peace of yeah. Mind, but... It's good. I mean, it's right. got good tunes on it. I mean, so I, when it comes to like, you know, saying you like the Iron Maiden albums that like cool people shit on, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that stuff. I, even like the Kiss the Elder. I mean, that's one of my favorite Kiss albums. You know, I, I like weird shit like that. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of and not so much Demolition, but the Judas Priest album, Jugulator. With yes. Yeah, that one's mm-hmm. I think that's a good album. I do too. You know, yeah. and you guys will know this. You guys are New York guys, and George might know too. I saw a priest with Ripper and Anthrax with Bush at the old Roseland Ballroom, and it was a great show. Yeah, awesome. Well, that was at Roseland or at Hammerstein? Roseland, Roseland oh, okay. Ballroom. Yeah. Um, you were, uh, to ask you, you were mentioning about like some of the Japanese bands. Um, like, do you also get the chance to play like some of the uh, Visual Kai bands or like bands like them on your show? Oh, okay. Like, is there um, Anthem? They're a band from Japan. Um, I recommend them. They they have an album out called. Um, oh God, I forgot what it was called. Hold on, keep talking. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of them either. Isn't there an old thrash band called Anthem though, or am I mistaken? We're thinking that for somebody else. Uh, we I have played. Uh-huh. We have played a few times. There's a really oh. a good um, uh, grindcore band from Singapore called Worm Rot. I've heard of that one. Yeah. I've heard of Worm Oh, it's, uh... Oh, damn it. Yeah, I was just going to say, you just fucked <laughs> it up. This is not the first time this has happened to You me. know what oh. I'm putting in this spot, Lou? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll kill you. I'm looking for a city. Here we go. <laughs> so about that Blaze Bailey, huh? <laughs> No, the name of the album is called... <laughs> Sorry, just thinking, I'm just thinking of that. <laughs> The name of the album from Anthem is called Domestic Booty, and it was actually uh, produced by the same guy that produced um, Painkiller, uh, Chris Sangaritas. And oh, really? it's almost wow. like a perfect sister album to that. So I highly recommend Anthem if yeah. you're really into like metal, metal music from Japan. I mean, of guy course, did the all- Anvil stuff. <laughs> he did that. He also did Mama's Voice. He did a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. a very prolific producer. But, well, uh, and, uh, Anvil, go ape. Yeah. Anvil played the Maryland Death Fest right when they were like, you know, after that movie came out. Movie came and out. I didn't know about the whole like play the guitar with the dildo thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that was cool to see for the first time. Yeah, I saw them on uh, my birthday a few years back. It was pretty cool. A cool show. I'll take Annihilator any day. Anyways. <laughs> Two totally different bands. Come on. But I know. That's why I'll take them. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of the newest Annihilator album? Sadistic. I have not had a chance to listen to it. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm quite happy. I just purchased on CD Carnival Diablos, so I'm glad I have that in That's my collection again. That's a good one. I like that one. 
Nice. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I mean, the new Annihilator is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Cool. And, it's, it's I, and I like Jeff singing too. Jeff's voices—he should have been singing the whole time. You know, honestly, mm. I thought he was pretty good at his, his vocals. Yeah. Um, now I wish Greg was here because you, you said you're a huge carnivore. Uh, uh, yeah, carnivore. Well, I like carnivore I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the carnivore fan. I like carnivore too. I've seen carnivore AD twice, and they they nail it pretty well. Yeah, um, I've been thinking of corner. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're they're they just announced them actually. Uh, Maryland Death Fest 2022, which has now been posted to them twice, but they they just added Coroner, and I'm I'm marking out because they got Coroner, who I saw when they played Maryland Death Fest the first time, one of my favorite bands, um, and they've got a bunch of death metal stuff that I'm really into too, like Monstrosity, Dismember, so um, Maryland Death Fest is lining up, lining up pretty good, pretty yeah. pretty good. That sounds pretty cool, but uh, but I but, that, what's that? The when is Maryland Death Fest? It'll be um, Memorial Day weekend. 2022. Okay. But, you know, with Corner, a lot of people like, you know, you get your people that only like the early Corner albums, the thrashier stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. I, I, and I like them, but I, I mean, I, I don't mind, I don't mind the slower down stuff. Again, yeah. you talk about like a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah. You know, like Corner was doing that kind of Mastodon-y, like proggier, heavier, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not quite thrash, you know. They, they I, I definitely think they were, they were a little bit ahead of their time. If you listen to albums like Grin, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. it's like listening to the first Mastodon album and listen to Cracked Sky. You know, they clear, they slowed it up. The songs got longer. It got a little um, less brutal, a little bit more ambient heaviness, timeless yeah. haunt style, as they say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I dig that. And and you know, but not every time. You know, sometimes I, I fall into the category of like. Well, I only like the old heavy stuff, not the new stuff. Like, I'm not a huge fan of of Opeth once they completely gave up on the heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't always go for that. But with Corner, I, I you know I dig the I dig the more proggier, easier listening stuff. Really? Yeah. So we did we just what? No, I say I wouldn't say I dig it more than the earlier stuff, but mm-hmm. I certainly enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, actually, last week we did uh, part two, uh, part one of our Corner. Uh, discography and uh, really? I, I do I love those first three albums those first three are really cool it, it reminds me of like old school like Megadeth type stuff mm-hmm. and um, you know even because uh, Tom Warrior was in it uh, there's some Celtic Frost type style stuff oh absolutely well. and then obviously you know um, the guitar player uh, went to play he played on right uh, um, creator's album creator Apollyon Sun right he yep. played on the mm-hmm. Apollyon Sun album yeah. so of those three first three corner albums which one do you like most Wayne Let's turn it on you, Wayne. Oh my God! I, off the top of my head, what the hell are the first two? What are the um, rest the in Delph, peace? Death Cult, rest in peace, and what's the other one? Well, Death Cult, yeah, you have Death Cult, the demo, then Rest in Peace, Punishment for Decadence, and, and no, no more colors, colors. I think, yeah, yeah, uh, Rest in Peace, I think is my favorite one. Rest in Peace is pretty good. I'm, a, I'm, a, I love No More Color. No More Color is my favorite of all their stuff. Yeah, hey, mine was Grin. Yeah, I was, Grin was my favorite because I was telling Wayne that because I'm a big fan of Death when during their symbolic um, uh, and the album after that, and, and it just reminded me of that so much. Like I could hear their influence over bands like Death in their later years and Cynic and stuff like that, and I was really digging it. Dude, I, I you don't understand how many arguments I've gotten into with like metalheads about those last Death albums and how <laughs> they are awesome. Like I agree, sound of perseverance. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. great, great. Those those albums rule, man, and they're interesting. I agree. You know, like I love leprosy. I love spiritual healing. 
Um, oh yeah, not taking anything away from those albums. It's just preference. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I have I have a tune like I have an ear for like I like I like my heaviness, I like my brutality, but I also like when you get to hit some melody and you get you know mm. more interesting structure. So that's why I'm, I've gravitated toward that depth. Um, bands like Monstrosities, Millennium, which mm. has one of the worst album covers ever. It looks like these weird. Poorly, it looks like space eggs from that video game Mist, but um, <laughs> but the album rips. I mean, it's death metal, but it's interesting. It's technical. It's got a lot. It's melodic. You know, it's got it's got all the little tasty little tidbits that you would want. You know, yeah. so. And then actually, uh, when we started doing the discography, uh, it was the first time Lou's actually heard of Corner. Yeah, shame on me. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I, it was. I mean, I was exposed to Celtic Frost when I was a kid because my brother had uh, Morbid Tales on cassette. And I remember listening to it repeatedly till I wore it out. And, you know, I've always been a Celtic Frost fan, but I just had never heard Corner until Greg recommended them. And Wayne said, oh, we're doing the discography for Corner. I was like, who? And then I listened and I said, Wayne, I hate myself right now because I wish I had discovered this stuff earlier. But uh, it's actually influenced my playing a lot now because I play guitar, if you couldn't tell. Sure. <laughs> and... um you know, actually, uh, George and I have recorded a couple of cover songs with Wayne together. This is the first mm-hmm. time that we've met. Yeah, in semi-person. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I love them. And I was looking for a corner T-shirt, and I couldn't. But somebody was selling a um, one on tpublic.com that I purchased. And... Uh, I got no, a boot, like I got a clear bootleg one from there's this like Bulgarian dude who comes to the Maryland Death Fest every year and sells a shit ton of bootleg mm. shirts. So I got one from there. Um, Sometimes the bootlegs look better than the than the licensed yeah. ones. <laughs> For sure. But um, hey, now that they're back together, maybe the, the merchandise will start getting better. So. Flowing mm. again. Yeah. Um, I was the same way with uh, when I first heard Demolition Hammer. I was like, how have I never heard this? Because I, I also, I mean, I. I my other real sweet spot is like late 80s, early 90s bands that just tickle that line between death metal and thrash metal. So like, mm. you know, uh, Incubus, Opprobrium, Beneath the Remains, Sepultura. And when I first heard Demolition Hammer, I was like, how have I, I'm the, I'm the biggest poser in the world, right? Like <laughs> I, I listen to metal all the time and I talk about metal all the time and I've never heard this, you know, I felt the same way when I heard Demolition Hammer for the first time. So. That's all right. We've had the drummer on the show, and I still haven't heard the band. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Hoser. Because <laughs> he, he's in the he's in this band too. So. Right. Yeah. Um. I'm, his name escapes me right now. Angel. Bald guy's got a beard. Angel Cote. Yeah. 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 I've seen yeah. them with him. Yeah. Uh, I saw them at St. Vitus with him, and then they played that festival in Europe, and they were great. Yeah. No, he's awesome. Very awesome drummer. Actually, he's on Facebook, and uh, every once in a while, he'll post videos of himself playing drums. But he doesn't play drums to songs. He plays it to uh, like TV theme songs. Really? Yeah, he's, he does really cool. He does if he cool. does Sanford and Son, I will subscribe to his channel. I swear. I'll, I'll suggest that to him. That he is. Just, he just did the uh, Inspector Gadget theme. That's well, he does a good job because you know, like, he's got pretty big shoes to fill because the original drummer for Demolition Hammer, Vinny Days, yeah. like that that dude was a little bit ahead of his time in terms of like the, the drumming. It was brutal, mm. and uh, he he's the guy who died because he he like ate the poison fish at the restaurant. Oh really? Oh the oh, fugu. Right. Mm. Yeah, he ate like the poison fish and died. Oh uh, boy! Yeah. That's um, scary. Oops. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I only get the Gaijin Mackey rolls with you know Philly cream cheese and. There you go. Like that, right? 
Um, but yeah, no, that's that's awesome. You guys have had him on, man. Both times I've seen him, he's ripped it. You know, mm-hmm. he's been, he's really good. I can't it. take that credit. It's all Wayne. I'm the newbie on the show. Yeah, you so, <laughs> but he's a very cool guy. George, oh, thank you. No, not you. Oh. So what other what other um what other bands recently have you guys done discographies for? Oh my God, we really haven't done much. Uh, we do have a sideshow, a King Diamond sideshow. So we've been Ooh. going through that discography, and uh, we're mm-hmm. trying to get to the end of that. But uh, actually, if you, I, I noticed on the last podcast that you just did, you said you were getting into King Diamond. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, again, I was a little late to the bus. A little King late Diamond. to party. Um, I, I was. Uh, I, I just, I never really got into King Diamond, and for whatever reason, I never, I never quite heard the song to catch me. And then I heard the Merciful Fate song. So, so I got a copy of Merciful Fate, Don't Break the Oath on vinyl. And I thought, like, you know, I don't love this, but I should own this. Like, I should have this. Because yeah, it was original pressing. Just for like, the cover oh, as well, too. Stroke my metal, my metal dick. Like, oh, I've got Merciful Fate, right? So I was like, <laughs> I got to get this. So I, was, I listened to it. And uh, the song Nightmare. Down, 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 down. Whatever reason, that song hooked me that's a strange looking and, cat yeah. <laughs> um cat looks human how'd you get out of the cage and <laughs> transmission uh no uh, no uh, i'm looking for a city <laughs> um yeah and that and you know what once that song got me in and then and then i was like okay so fine so then i basically went with that you know i don't love fatal portrait i don't mm. love that album oh still god I know, I know, I know. This, this show, I, this I, show I, is over. <laughs> I, I, I do Wayne, like, stop I mean, shaming. Them. Uh, I like The Eye and Conspiracy, too. I don't okay. dislike Fatal Portrait, but of all the albums, that first chunk, that's probably the one I listen to the least. Really? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and then also, like, I've been meeting, you know, I like the Deaf Connection because Andy LaRoque played on Individual Thought Patterns by Deaf. And, uh, you know, I saw Motorhead many times with Mickey D. Mm-hmm. And I was always a big Mickey D fan. So, right. you know, it finally all came together. So I fi- I'm finally on the King Diamond boat. <laughs> I hope so. And seeing him live, you know, seeing, seeing yeah, him it's... live was mm-hmm. also, I, I, that's when it all kind of clicked. Right. You know, yeah, that's what I find live. sometimes when I watch bands uh, play live, I, I tend to like them a little bit more than just hearing like, um, you know, like, just like, you know, a regular video on, on YouTube or whatever, you know, sometimes it just doesn't click until you see it, you know. Sure. It's like uh, like like the band Ghost. I, some people I don't know. They don't like Ghost. I don't. Do you like Ghost at all? Are you a fan? I was there. It's probably not I heavy was, enough for you, but well, you know, <laughs> like I was, you know, I was there when when people talk about Maryland Death Fest moments. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghost played the Maryland Death Fest right before they blew up, and <laughs> that was packed. Huh? That that doesn't even fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's see the Maryland Death Fest people. They bring in some strange shit. One time they booked Mob Deep to play after the Maryland Death Fest. <laughs> yeah, they do some weird shit like that. Uh, I mean, we had the Melvins. Melvins played. That was a good show. But so I saw them there, and then they got really big. Uh, I I I don't. It just sounds too much like Blue Oyster Cult for me. But mm-hmm. but live, you know, like you know, with the visual mm-hmm. and all, it, yeah. it's definitely. I I would much rather see Ghost live than yeah. sit down and listen to Ghost. Yeah. Am I the only one that doesn't hear the Ghost BOC comparisons? I just, I don't uh, hear it. The first album. After, after that, it, they kind of get away from it. Well, the, maybe like the, the, the first trilogy of albums, yeah, like production-wise, it sounds similar, but not songwriting-wise. But, yeah, it, I mean, whatever, teach their own, all right? Uh, I, I like Ghost, and I look at it this way. I think Mob Deep has more 
more, more it makes more sense after a Maryland Death Fest than maybe booking a, war, a band like Warren to headline. So oh my thank, god, yeah. But thank <laughs> God they never uh, jumped the shark in that regard. No, so no, not at all. <laughs> um, it, uh, it makes me think of the you know, another band that um, the is, Shit Beatles. The Shit Beatles. The Shitty Beatles. <laughs> Beatles. How are they? They, they suck. suck. <laughs> and you notice when you notice when they go, the Jolly Green Giants are actually getting off the stage. In Wayne's World, go back oh, and watch it. Because yeah. they have the Jolly Green Giants on the marquee. And this guy says it. He's like, the Jolly Green Giants and the shitty Beatles. And when they when you see the stage, the Jolly Green Giants are getting off the stage. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Um, what, George, what's your favorite corner album? I haven't even asked you. I don't have a favorite corner album. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list. It's like, what's your favorite ghost album george i don't have one either <laughs> me neither uh, but i will say this I, I i don't think i've listened to much ghost since uh, meliora the second that's the yeah, second yeah, full length yeah. uh-huh. you're not missing much really i mean i love them but you're not missing much yeah, yeah. so you, you could stop <laughs> but um you know another band that is a little bit more enjoyable live than on album they have some good songs is mushroom head you know because they have like the you know kind yeah, of the pre-slipknot kind of kind of right. stage presence but mm-hmm. if you ever if you ever heard if you ever heard the guy from mushroom head where he prank calls the kid looking to start a black metal band oh yeah oh, yes, that's at yeah. the end of the double uh, x album i think yes right? yeah yeah okay yeah. Good. Yeah. that's a that's a band i i appreciate more as time goes on like i find more and more that i like about them than i used to well double du- x and 13 were pretty damn good albums and Pretty interesting music too, you know, like 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 time was fine, you know, like throw in the keyboards and like it's a little bit more, it's a little bit deeper than just a bunch of dudes in masks. In yeah, and I always appreciated that right. from them. Plus, their their live show is pretty fun, you know, with you know the big stage set up and never got to see them live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah live show, pretty good, pretty interesting. So, and, yeah. Uh... The other thing was uh, uh, Rush. You're a favorite. You're a huge fan of Rush. Uh, I love Rush. Yeah, and nice. Lou was a very huge fan, and actually, Lou was in a uh, tribute band to Rush for a while. Yeah, I played bass and keys in a band called Snakes and Arrows, and now my friend Greg took over. You so, were Getty uh, Lee, huh? No, I did not sing. <laughs> so I was uh, Ged, not Getty. Lee. I was happy. <laughs> you Ged. So well, then, then here's the Rush question: What's your favorite Rush album between? Presto and Test for Echo. My favorite Rush on between Presto and Test for Echo? Yeah, between that Oof. window. I can tell you what my three favorites are from that. Um, probably Counterparts, number one, then Test for Echo, then Presto. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Counterparts. I like Counterparts a lot. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love Roll the Bones, but... I think and there there are songs from Roll the Bones that I love and other ones that I could do without. But yeah. I mean I'm not knocking them at all. It's just like I said, it's just preference. My yeah, favorite well, my favorite Rush album is Clockwork Angels, actually. Really? Hey, hey, you I, know what? Like I think that's the best and, and, and trust me, you're talking to someone whose favorite album was Farewell to Kings. Clockwork Angels, I was just like, my God. Like them and Priest are the only two bands I know where their last album I feel like was their best work. You know, like that's when when Rush uh, did the Rock Hall of Fame. I remember Neil Peart being like, "Hey, we're still a touring band. We're still putting out albums." And Clockwork Angels was yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one jam one there that I still? I mean, I, I like them all. Um, not I Long Care Flight. 
headlong fight is good. Um, the starts with the drum roll. Oh my god! Oh the uh, the anarchist. Yes. That, or is it Carnies? It's one of anarchist. One, anarchist. Okay. Anarchist. Um, yeah, that. I mean, I'd love that. And but I'm a farewell for King's guy too. Like if she sneaks back in here, uh, <laughs> the first time I went on a date with my wife, I did the whole like we were drinking at a bar in Baltimore, and I put a bunch of tunes in the jukebox, and I put in Xanadu. And even greatest she was song like, ever oh, written. This, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. She was like, "This is cool. What is this?" I was like, "Oh, this is Rush. This is Xanadu." And then years later, we saw them on the final tour. Mm-hmm. And when they started playing Xanadu, like, I was, yeah, it was yeah. for me to hear Xanadu. Yeah. Um, so, and then I got to hear them play. My other favorite jam is Red Barchetta, and they played that on the Time Machine tour. So I'm lucky enough I got to see them do do a couple of the top two songs. That is cool. Um, I'm still a fairly new fan to them, so I really haven't gotten fully into Rush. What about you, George? Rush fan? I was just going to Not really. What the hell are you here for, George? I don't know. You invited me <laughs> to fill the fourth spot on the screen. That's what you were here for. I just wanted somebody moving. Back to show off my cat. Well, well, let me oh, ask. Sure. Well, let me ask you. Who are your base influences? Uh, Steve Harris, mm-hmm. Billy Sheehan. Uh, who would the third one be? Uh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> I was more of a just if I hear something and I like it. Oh, cool. You we'll know. say Lemmy. We'll just say Lemmy. Yeah, it's fine. Lemmy. Yeah, Lemmy's okay. good. <laughs> what about the guy from Mr. Big? Um, Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan. Did you say him already? I did. Oh, you did already. Right. I didn't hear you. Yeah. Sorry. Pay attention, boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you pay attention <laughs> when you hear Billy Sheehan. You know what? I'll just leave. The fast ones go right past you, son. <laughs> That's uh, a joke, the- son. So I have another I have another show actually that we do on ninety seven underground. How many shows do you have? <laughs> too many. Um, this Apparently. one I don't put this one on the podcasting or services. This one's only you know it's only runs live. It's only an hour long, mm-hmm. and it's actually my my buddy is really the creative guy behind it. I just do the I have the setup and the production. So it's called the Metal Mission, mm-hmm. and we talk about like music that influenced metal, right? Like, and we you know we too early heavy metal. And we were actually just talking about how we need to get, we want to uh, play the Necromancer from Crest of Steel. Okay. You know, and how, you know, that Crest of Steel album gets shit on a little bit, but, you know, it often gets overlooked besides mm-hmm. Bastille Day, you know, and Lakeside Park and all that stuff. Um, so we're, tr- and, and on that show, we're, we're going to do some deep diving into, nice. into, into Crest of Steel. So. I actually saw Dream Theater perform the Necromancer the first really? time I ever saw them at Jones Beach when it was them in Queens and Fate's Warning, and uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I'm a I'm a I I I I was a little late to the game as well, but I've only in the past five five years or so have I appreciated how awesome that like mid seventies to late seventies King Crimson is. Like mm-hmm. I was I always know like twenty first century Schizoid Man and all. But, um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of that lately, like Red and um, Lark's Tongue and Aspect Part 1. Um, you know, that definitely kind of, I don't know, beginning into that kind of that kind of stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that with, like, some of those longer Rush jams, listening to some of those longer King Crimson jams. Like, I don't know. So that's part of what we do on the show. We, we try to find that kind of stuff. Because, you know, like a band like Tool, they, they talk about taking bands on tour. Tool took King Crimson on tour because Tool was very much influenced by the King Crimson albums with Adrian Bellow, like Discipline mm-hmm. and Beat 
Um, but I wish I, I wish I could have seen that. And someone, someone told me that because uh, Tool took Mashuga on tour. We won't Twice. say the word Jen. We won't say the D word. But you know, each each member of Tool, they rotate choosing who they want to tour with them. And you know, Tool's one of the few like legit, still legit, real deal hard rock heavy metal bands that can sell out at an arena. Yeah. So anybody, it's like you know, Tool asks you to tour, you tour. Um, a, a band that I know, I know some of the guys from this band, Intronaut, who are out of California. Oh, they were good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they tool, they toured with Tool, and they said it was wild. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. I saw Tool when they had uh, uh, Phantomas open up for them. That was interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, what did you think of the last Tool album, though? Because that one got a lot of shit from a lot of people. I, you know, it was a slow burn for me. Um, I, I, I liked some of the stuff. And then, um, actually, one of the last big show concert I saw in February of 2020, February 1st, was Tool in New Orleans. And um, the, you know, we talk about songs that, that click live. That, that, the first lead single, Fear Inoculum, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that live, for whatever reason, that really, it sounded a lot better to me live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, after the show, I mean, I knew some of the jams. I knew Numa and some of that, like, invincible kind of like somewhat familiar with them but since since seeing those fear inoculum songs live i've become a bigger fan of it although i always did like the one song seven empest i think the name is stupid as hell but that's the one song when i listened to the album i first got it that's the one song that really stuck with me probably because it's the heaviest yeah it's the heaviest and it actually does something in the song there's an actual song (laughs) going on and it sounds like a tool song too it's you know it has a flow to it but yeah, see, kinda... seeing live, I think it's, I think it's, is it Numa? One of those two other songs, there's a part at the end, um, the, the tempo changes, the guitar speeds up, that live, like, you know, because, you know, Tool also has the visuals live yeah. and all that, yeah. that really augments the performance. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I, I still wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's in my top favorite two albums. Yeah. Um, like I love, like for me, Lateralus and Ten Thousand Days. The the good songs are unbelievable and some of their best, but there's just a little too much filler. Right. I, I at least you know, Fear Inoculum. It's, some of the songs definitely meander, mm-hmm. but it, at least it's got more. It doesn't have as many of the filler stuff. And I know somebody told me like you got to take um, Lateralus and rearrange the songs and the filler songs fit in and all this shit. But like you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not you know I just like to press play and listen. Right, yeah, that's yeah. silly. Same here. Yeah. George, George, what's your favorite tool album? I don't have a favorite tool album. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. What's yours, uh, Wayne? Um, Ten Thousand Days I really like a lot. And then um I don't know how you pronounce it, the one you just did you you were the one that starts with you. Oh Uteralis Ute- 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 or something or whatever. That's an L. That's Uteralis. That's yeah. Uteralis. 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 Is that is that is that a Queen? Good night, everybody. Uteralis by Queen. That's that's a yeah. You can tell I'm terrible at remembering names. Well, you know, I mean, I like. I don't know what I don't know. Queen tornado. Queen tornado. Getting a visual there. Smell-O-Vision. That's going to be the name of the next Time is Horned album. That's, I like that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I vacillate. Like, sometimes it's Enema. Sometimes it's Undertow. Like, I'll, I'll never get sick of hearing the song Bottom with, like, that crazy Henry Rollins, mm. you know, uh, yeah. spoken word in the middle. 
shit heads up at the bottom and it slows down and, and i like the, so i don't know I, it's tough for me to say which one's my favorite they really don't, um, i mean except for that last album i think all the other albums are, are fairly good you know the last album just did not get me i mean i should really listen to it again but uh, we did it we did a, a review of that on this show uh probably last year i think it was or when did that did that come it, yeah it came out last year it came out uh summer of 2019 yeah, yeah. so um wow that was a long time ago Time flies when the world when the world's yeah, ending. I, I guess so, right? But uh, yeah, a lot of us really didn't care for it. So I, I, I dig it. I, I still, you know, like um, like Ten Thousand Days. Like the songs on Ten Thousand Days that work are awesome. Like I love the song Right In Two. I think mm-hmm. Right In Two is a great song. You know, obviously all the ones like Jambi and all that. There's just there's just a little too much filler on Ten Thousand Days for me. But the the but I loved it. I mean, that, I first saw Tool won the 10,000 days tour it was the first time I saw him. And it was, they actually played, um, what is it? Wings for Marie part one and two together from 10,000 days. And that was, mm-hmm. that was awesome. That's my f- the first album of theirs that I actually bought and listened to. So I, I think that's why I tend to go to that one a little bit more. Sure. sure. I love Fear Inoculum. I thought it was a great album. Um, I, I preferred it to uh, 10,000 days, but Anima still my favorite tool album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that, that that that's probably the one I'd probably go back to the most. That was the one that hooked me. Yeah. You know, like and when I when I first got into school. Again, I was a little late to the tool boat. I mean I, I remember I remember digging Schism when it came out on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't quite get into the whole album lateralis. So it was I think it was um what's the song on Anima uh, Anima um uh, Get off your fucking cross and nail the next Oh floor. that's a eulogy. Yes, that song. I that you know we talk about songs that hook you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, like what got me into King Diamond was Merciful Fate Nightmare. You know, mm-hmm. it was definitely um, Eulogy is what what got me full on in it's all. I don't have a favorite tool album. <laughs> Already <laughs> mentioned. Still don't. <laughs> George, what's your favorite Queef Huffer album? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, what's some uh, wrap to start wrapping this up? But what's some uh, new bands that you're really into lately? Uh, actually, the, a band that's really blown me away. Um, you know, we get a lot of promos for the show, and um, I try to, you know, I try to li- give them all a good listen, like Timeless on. Oh, we've heard um, this band already. sick of them, obviously. Um, a band out of Indiana called Yellow Tooth. It's kind of like oh, I heavy. Every day. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. <laughs> Can only Im- I can only imagine the beautiful teeth you see in Southern Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, I get that joke now. I was like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> I get it. Cool. Da, da, da. The Omega effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Why? So who's new? Who else is doing? So yellow, yellow Tooth, um, really good, stoner, sludge, heavy, um, kind of I hate gaudy, but a little less abrasive, a little less caustic. Um, a band out of... Um, Actually, a bunch of good Canadian bands that come my way. There's a band called Raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you kind of like that, like heavier Priest, like you said, um, that you, you thought the new Priest was like their best album, you'd probably dig some Raider. Cool. Got that feel, but with a little bit harsher vocals. Um, they're really good. Is there um, a gunshot going on right now behind you? A gunshot? I, hear that. I don't know. I hear it that. Sounds, sounds crazy. Like a that siren or something. Yeah. Arrested or something. Nobody. No. Or is your wife drying her hair? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Unless she's and, watching and, SVU right now. Who knows? <laughs> oh, she loves that shit. That show's so terrible. 
I, uh, I your wife and my wife should meet up one day. Uh, I, one time she turned it on, and it was the episode that was trying to be like Gamergate. Ugh, ugh, don't uh, I don't uh, even want to talk about Gamergate. Leave it alone. Right? Uh, terrible. Um, who else has been new that's come across the pipes pretty good? Oh, um, a band out of Chicago called Beyond Death. D-E-T-H, Death. Okay. Kind of have that old school Demolition Hammer, Death Thrash kind of feel. Um, Enforced out of Richmond, Virginia, who was on the podcast right before George. Um, Enforced, kind of do like thrash metal crossover um, pretty well. It's pretty heavy, but it's um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's close to death metal, but if you're, if you dig like old school thrash, they're, they, they're doing pretty well. Hmm. Um, those are probably the, they're the best ones that have come across the pipe recently. Yeah. So, I found yeah. this band. I don't know if you, you might be into this. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Ioten? I O T O T O T O T That's like the uh, that's like the uh, Frost Giants, right? Yeah, think of the Jotunheim from uh, Thor. So right, right. So um, on the thing it says uh, a more epic version of Enslaved, enriched with I don't even know what the uh, Sol- Solstafar uh, mel- Melancholy. Oh, exciting debut! I don't know. I heard one song off of here. It's very like a- atmospheric. Got a lot of death metal stuff going on in here. Um, and it's also like some kind of like not operatic, but clean vocals going on. But I really like the song I heard off of this, so check that out. It's really cool. I think Enslaved is one of those bands like Agalock. Like I don't really like that kind of folky metal. Like, mm. but the stuff that not works, folky, no, I, I really like. Like, yeah. I don't really like Agalock a lot. And then there's one song called um, "Not Unlike the Waves." awesome or like enslaved right like i don't love a lot all their stuff but like their stuff that hits really works i just don't really like troll metal like you know no, no, I don't or, yeah no i don't like that that's that's not what that is or like helvete if someone comes out there with a fucking hurdy-gurdy and shit, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's cool but that's not my style it's not my style mine neither uh another band too uh silver talon i don't know if you ever heard of them Yes, I have heard of them. Yeah, oh, very cool. Uh, old school metal type sound to them. Pretty That's cool. like, like you said, uh, like uh, you know, Judicator kind of has that feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's a band actually. There's, well, band. I'm talking about bands. If you like that, there's a band out of Canada called Traveler, that kind of do that retro heavy metal, speed metal, kind of like Exciter-ish kind of mm-hmm. sound. Uh, another Canadian band, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're they're kind of in that vein. You know, not clean vocals, but I wouldn't say operatic vocals. Um, the higher pitch kind of, it's not growling. Yeah, it's typical not power metal type. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not, yeah, it's not brutal. Yeah. So yeah, Traveler, Traveler, they put an album out called uh, uh, Termination Shock. And I, you guys might really dig it. It's good stuff. Check it out. So. I actually heard Judicator because of your last show. Um, just want to drop some love for them. The album, Let There Be Nothing, the song Tomorrow's Sun. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, those, they're, they're really cool. They're really cool. Um, I'm hoping to get some new stuff. You know, I get I got their stuff from I think a, a company from up by you guys, Skateboard Marketing. I think the guy oh, Muncie Richie. Muncie. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up, my brother? I got stuff for you this week, my brother. Yeah. I love Muncie. Get my weekly calls with Muncie about stuff I already know. He's like, bro, we got this enforced. I'm like, Muncie, I, I had that guy on the fucking podcast. Hey, you can't <laughs> fault him for doing his job. Dude, he's awesome. No, no, no. Oh I'm yeah, not he's great. Muncie, he's awesome. The longest. The longest-running independent uh, marketer for metal, loud rock, whatever you want to call it, to college radio stations and radio stations around the country. George, you may want to jump on that. 
Okay. I don't mean on Munzee, literally. I mean, yeah. Check it out. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> get your get your music out to him. Hey, why are you sitting on okay. me, bro? Uh, no, but uh, Munzee actually connected me with the first band I interviewed, um, a band out of Texas called Creeping Death, because um, he was promoting their single, sent me the single, it was ripping. Creeping Deaths, there's like a wave of bands, kind of like Power Trip. They're it's like kind of death metal mixed with hardcore-ish kind of influences. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Muncie, yeah, Muncie hooked me up with my first interview, so. That's awesome. Yeah, good dude. Cool. We gotta get in touch with him too, then. Though. I'll uh, talk to Munzee about getting us some dudes uh, to interview on the show. That'd be cool. Please do that. I don't know why you didn't sure. think about that before. What the hell's the matter? Because I forgot. Because it's been so. I, let's see. Because I graduated college. I've been out of right, college. No, please. Right. I don't want to hear no more about your backstory. Well, then stop <laughs> asking me. I mean, I'll, I'll, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll pass your info on uh, to the Big Destroyer guys. I'm sure they would do. They would do it. Um, I'd love uh, to talk to Scott Hall, definitely, sure. Yeah, if he wants to yeah. do that, sure. Um, I'm a huge Pig Destroyer fan, but I'll have anybody on the show. I don't care. Oh, those guys, I mean, Adam. You know, That's Adam, me, I mean, is, come on. Uh, yeah, well, if I have George on the show. Time of fun, you know, uh, Adam Jarvis, the drummer for Big Destroyer Misery Index. Yeah. Adam Jarvis and I have thrown down. We've seen Charlie Daniels together. We've seen Leonard Skinner together. Uh, you know, we've seen Rush together. So, yeah, I think you'd find, you know, you know, you'd find some common ground to talk yeah. home with those guys. Nice. After, you know, the crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. George, right, cool. before we go, is there anything new that you like out, George? Well, now you no. want to talk to George. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Not really, Wayne, no. no. Great. <laughs> I didn't really listen to anything. <laughs> yeah, Timeless Haunt. Timeless Haunt. That's all he wants. That's all you came on here for, just to promote Timeless Haunt. And That's right. Selfish shit that I am. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. I, when I got my Thank email, you, I, I instantly threw it in the garbage. Did you see my video? Yes, I did. <laughs> I think I think I have a Timeless Haunt CD here. There's Fleetwood Mac. There were there with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, hold on. I have one here. Why do I have all these? Why do I have all these? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, the man. Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. Nice. What if with the? Oh, talk about new good bands. Check out the of garbage. Texas, uh, rabid Flesh Eaters. Good stuff. Kind of thrashy. Sounds like a kind pop of, band. Kind of uh, Danzig-y kind of. Um, but yeah, where do I put these Timeless Haunt CDs? I have them, George. Maybe your wife use it as a coaster. She yeah, no, that's what it is. It <laughs> it's under the table to even the legs out. It's a sin. Yeah. You know, my, wife, my wife came. My wife came down here and she was like, "Get him out of here." That's why she was coming. Down here. <laughs> Get rid of those timeless the, one CDs. The the best band name I've heard in a long time is Nicholas Cage Fighter. <laughs> yes, that's the new one. Yeah. I got. I want to hear this. Not as cool as Queef Upper Lou. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Not even close. Okay, fine. The coolest name I heard up until I heard Queef Huffer was Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Fighter. Cage Fighter. <laughs> Wasn't there a band called the Tony Danza Tap Tax Extravaganza? Yes, there was. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> what, you again? All right, Some well. bands I just don't want to listen to. <laughs> and every song was just the, the clip of Mona! Mona! Angela, Angela. I need to listen to that. Um, but I, I think this is the end of the show. Oh, another cat. Figaro. Hello, Figaro. Cat, oh, hey, what's up, cat? Figaro, 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 Figaro. Well, you know, last thing, last thing. Uh, so one of the guys from Pig Destroyer, Blake, has a side project called Hate Beak. And he took his friend's parakeet and he Hate recorded beak. it. And then he programmed, like, somewhat generic grindcore. And then he, like, massively distorted the vocals. And every every song and every album is like a bird pun. So they oh have like 
preferred seats of vengeance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I appreciate oh. the punish of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seems I mean, to be a common thread amongst uh, musicians in the underground. I remember uh, Justin Brannon, who was in uh, Indecision and uh, Most Precious Blood, he had a band called Caninus, yes. where he actually put his rot- a mic up to his Rottweilers, and over the music, which would be loud, fast, aggressive, thrash, hardcore, you'd hear <laughs> like that over it. And like, it was pure genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've heard of, I've heard of them. I've heard of them before. So, yeah. That's cool. People think of some cool shit to do. But uh, again, I don't Scott, know what. What? I was just saying, I don't know what I can get with him. He goes, meh. <laughs> the cat. We'll think of something. You're right. uh, <laughs> Scott, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Where can yeah, people yeah. go? Where can people go to hear 97 Underground and, and uh, Zombie Ritual and all your other podcasts? So so the main site is www.97underground.com. Um, that's got the, the main web player on there. There it is. Baltimore's Pure Rock Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also um, we have the app on Google and Amazon, you know, all the different app stores, just search 97 Underground. Um, boom, there it is. And then uh, my show, new episodes of my show are Saturday at 7. And then old episodes, as quickly as I can load them, are on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon. Um, the only thing, Zombie Ritual is not on Spotify. But the 97 Underground podcast that George was on with Timeless Haunt, is on all major podcast providers, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, you know, we're pretty active on social media. Um, 97 Underground, you know, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, same as Zombie Ritual. So you can find us there. And all of our social media pages have links to the apps and to the, the stream player. So, yeah, and brand new, brand new episodes on Saturday nights at 7, so you can hear some sweet, tasty, extreme metal. Uh, oh, and also the Metal Mission, where we play all that old shit. Is uh, Tuesday the four on ninety seven underground. So tune in, Very check cool. us out. Appreciate yeah, it. a lot of stuff. Very cool, awesome. But you, you were like, what? I'm sorry, you, you were probably like Wayne, real quick. Um, most nights at nine, we change format to nasty at night, mm. and the guy who programs nasty at night is right up your alley. Really? Thrash power. Um, so after nine p.m., we kind of do a station format shift mm. to that. So check out nasty at night after nine p.m. Right. Cool. You, I think you dig it. So I will definitely do that. And uh, George, where can yes. we find you and, and Timeless Haunt and all your things? www.timelesshaunt.com. Mm-hmm. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the typical social media places. All right. Very cool. Actually, your Twitter is backwards. So uh, anybody no, else? It's Haunt Timeless. Yeah, it's Haunt Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is this guy on social media. His name's Timeless B. Ass. I uh, can probably find him out <laughs> Yeah, find him there too, right? Yeah. No relation. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Lou, what about your podcast, Music is Life? Well, I'm happy to say that we now have a website, musiclifepodcast.com. Very good. And very what good. I'm looking to do with it, thank you very much. And what I'm looking to do with this is not only promote the good name of the show and ratsalreview.com, but also use it as a forum to support independent entrepreneurs, whether they're musicians or artists or business owners just to help get their name out there and spread them to a wide area. So I'm taking it to the public and we're taking it to the streets and you can find me every week here on rat style review. I don't want to, and I know Scott right now is miming, taking it to the streets. You don't know me, but I'm your brother.
brother, I was wasted. Sorry, big yacht rock fan. Here. We just so, got a copyright strike thing. I just, I just got into King Diamond, and I like yacht rock. So just take the metal card and earn it. Put it right in the shredder. Oh, what right a fool believes. Sorry, couldn't help it. All right, and you can find us at RatsOutReview.com, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff, and YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button. Oh, and also on the Hamin Media Group on YouTube as well. And I think that's it, right, Lou? That's right. Cheers to George and cheers to Evil Scott. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Awesome. No problem. And we will see love you guys. We still haven't even talked about Carnivore yet, so love to come on again. Like, Scott, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about Carnivore and Typo Negative on my show. I'll hit you up. Let me know, man. All about it. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Cheers, guys. Thank you so Take much. Care. See you. See you, George. See you, guys.